Not that easy being green Having to spend each day the color of the leaves When it would be much nicer Being red or yellow or gold or something much more colorful than that It's not that easy being green You seem to blend in with so many other ordinary things And people Pass you over Cause you're not standing out like flashy sparkles on the water Or stars in the sky Welcome back to Sacramento Women of Jazz A podcast on the history of jazz in Sacramento With a special focus on the women In the second part we will look at the Sacramento Jazz Festival years We have been listening to Sacramento jazz vocalist and band leader Vivian Lee sing Bein' Green from her CD, Let's Talk About Love. Bein' Green was written by Joe Raposo for Kermit the Frog of Sesame Street and The Muppet Show, but Ray Charles and Frank Sinatra have also covered the song. For this version, Vivian Lee did the arrangement. Brendan Lowe is on piano, Boots and Acek is on bass, Jeff Miniweather is on drums. As we heard in the first part of this podcast, Sacramento has had a love-hate relationship with jazz since the genre's early days. Jazz was risky, dangerous, historian William Berg said. It becomes this music of the disenfranchised. Jazz joints had a certain ambiance, Sacramento's social activist and jazz enthusiast Joe Debs explained. There were dark, smoke-filled places. You had to have a drink in your hand, he said. Greenwich Village in New York City gained a reputation as a counterculture center with beatniks listening to hard bop jazz. Let me just be frank, Debs said. That's when people smoked a lot of weed. A lot of people said you had to be high to understand jazz. It was complicated. Weird beats mean hard beats. But jazz had moved into the mainstream here in Sacramento. In 1954, Shakey's, named after one of the co-owners, opened its first pizza parlor at 57th and J Streets. The employees dressed in barbershop quartet-type clothing, and local jazz musicians entertained diners with live ragtime piano music. The East Sacramento Pizza Place closed 25 years ago, but the one in Rancho Cordova on Matherfield Road still plays host to the Sacramento Ragtime Society once a month. In 1968, male jazz musicians formed the Sacramento Traditional Jazz Society. Sacramento's Jazz Society became the largest traditional jazz organization in the United States, according to the California State Archives Guide to Society Records. It would be 10 more years 
in the midst of the women's liberation movement before Kansas City, Missouri saw the first women's jazz festival. In 1984, Republican Governor George Duke Machen proclaimed June 1984 Black Music Month in California, citing the blues, ragtime, gospel, R&B, and American jazz, and the work of the Black Music Association. The annual Memorial Day Weekend Jazz Jubilee Festival, originally known as the Old Sacramento Dixieland Jazz Jubilee, ended in 2017 due to declining interest and revenue. In its heyday, though, the mid-1980s, the festival attracted more than 85,000 people, according to the Sacramento Bee. Jazz vocalist Beth Duncan is also an award-winning journalist for Capital Radio. Here, she talks about jazz's past in the capital city. It's my understanding that jazz in the West End centered around the downtown K Street area. The Marshall Hotel Lobby was a focal point for popular swing music in the 40s and 50s. And there was a jazz club on the first floor of the hotel called the Clayton Club. Preservation Sacramento has done an excellent job keeping track of the history of jazz in Sacramento. And they occasionally have done tours in the past. The Sacramento Jazz Jubilee, which ultimately became the Sacramento Music Festival, had a 44-year run starting in 1974 and ending in 2017. It always ran on Memorial Day weekend and was the highlight of Sacramento for all those years. Thousands of people turned out to enjoy the music in Old Sacramento, and later on, it expanded to other areas such as Cal Expo. Jazz clubs have come and gone over the years in Sacramento, but one of the most popular was on Broadway in the 80s. Later on, Vivian Lee started a jazz club called JB's Lounge out of the Sacramento Inn, and that had an amazing 10-year run. Regarding radio in Sacramento, we do not have a station dedicated solely to jazz, but Capital Public Radio plays jazz on a nightly basis and online 24-7. The evening show on Cap Radio is called Excellence in Jazz, and Gary Vicelli is the program director. There are many theories as to why interest in the jazz festival diminished. Some say the focus on Dixieland music left out younger listeners and musicians of color. How are you going to ever turn off a teenager from something, historian Berg asked, wrinkled old white guys and funny hats. Joe Debs said he found the festival entertaining. I thought it was great, he said. People came from all over the country. It wasn't the kind of jazz you'd see in a club. You could almost bet you'd have older white people. Contemporary jazz, Debs said, is precise. It's complicated, but there's still a method to the madness, he said. Dixieland is just easy. You don't have to be precise. You're just getting down and you're playing, he said. Pam Murphy is the daughter of famed Sacramento band leader Jerry Murphy and jazz vocalist Sherry Murphy. Her father arranged the music for the jazz masses held at the Cathedral of the Blessed Sacrament during the festival. Pam Murphy is a classically trained pianist and cellist who also sings jazz. Here's Pam recalling her days growing up in a jazz household. So uh, you'd like to know what it was like growing up as a female in a jazz family. Honestly, what my sisters and I experienced, I don't think was any different than what my brothers experienced. Um, Our entire family life revolved around music. And since our father taught piano in the living room of our very small home, 
it meant that the five children got up and went to their friend's house, uh, did whatever we wanted during the day as long as we made ourselves scarce. Um, when we were home, we had to be quiet, you know, um, but we were constantly hearing one student after another come into the home, and so music was always in our ear. Uh, my parents um, gigged six nights a week for decades, and so what that also meant for um, my brothers and sisters and I was that we had a lot of unsupervised time um, at night. And this was, uh, you know, we were growing up in the 60s and 70s, which was a pretty uh, wild time. So we didn't have the typical upbringing. Our family life was um, very different than other children that we grew up with or other kids in the neighborhood. I asked Pam for her thoughts on the festival. You asked... Uh about Sacramento and its importance uh, in jazz history. Well, I'm old, but I'm not that old. So uh, I can only really speak to um, the history of jazz in Sacramento during my lifetime. And I think, of course, one of the most um, significant things that happened was the Sacramento Traditional Jazz Society um, had a vision of putting together a jazz festival, you know, similar to the Monterey Jazz Festival. And they were able to negotiate with businesses down in old Sacramento um, starting in 1973 for a, a jazz festival. And it was very successful in its early years. It grew be way beyond um, old Sacramento, having venues all over the city. Um, but I think there are many reasons that it eventually failed, um, some of them having to do with financing and management, of course. But uh, from my perspective, I think it was that it was very much a Dixieland jazz festival. And although there were some other types of jazz that, you know, were pulled in over time, it still remained um, throughout its entire entire existence as predominantly a Dixieland festival. And, you know, Dixieland, um, from my perspective anyway, there's only so much Dixieland a person can listen to, you know, and, and over the years it seemed like the, the crowd aged and they really didn't appeal to um, a consistently younger crowd. There wasn't a broad enough, I think, presentation of the various forms of jazz that were popular. And so over time, um, people, the interest just waned, was unfortunate. The 24-7 jazz radio stations are gone, the festival is no more, and the West End clubs are all but forgotten. But Sacramento still has some jazz to offer, though patrons may have to be a little more intentional about finding it. As people got older and folks became younger, jazz took kind of a backseat to the other genres, Joe Debs said. Jazz is being put on the back burner. Additionally, COVID closed many venues. Now that we have the COVID, the spots have sort of cooled down, Debs said. Debs said jazz is something a person needs to sit down and focus on. It was to be listened to and appreciated. Jazz is the only music you can't really dance to. Rock and hip-hop replaced jazz for people who wanted to move and recorded music replaced live because club owners could save money, he said. Jazz, it has to be live, Deb said. Please return for part three of Sacramento Women of Jazz 
as we hear their stories of succeeding in a man's world. Let's listen to Vivian Lee again. This time she's singing a Billie Holiday tune, Stormy Blues, from Lee's CD, From Miss Lee to You. Arrangement by Lee and Ron Foja. Foja on piano, Paul Klimpow on bass, Jeff Miniweather on drums, and Darius Bobazadeh on tenor sax. Happens to me 